I don't know if anyone's told you this, but you have a very villainous look. Dude, I want to apologize for that, too. Dude, are you just saying I'm ugly? I've lost the flow of Urdu. You've gotten enough roast in, bro. I'm going to start shooting them back at you. You actually are Pakistani Christian. How does that feel? When I lived in California, everyone told me I sound country. Those are the people that I met on January 6th. Nice. Was that fun, January 6th? What year? Like, <laughs> yeah. You think you need therapy? Dude, you look like a fucking anti-government. <laughs> <You look like laughs> yo, we about to start. Shall I start roasting you now? You're starting to become jaded. Yeah. To the dark side. <laughs> bro, whoa, 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 dude. I'm, I'm never <laughs> done. Wow, I'm learning something right now. Where did you get these <laughs> questions? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Keep Shining Podcast. Today we have an amazing guest, a wonderful, talented, very beautiful guest. Today we have here... Oh, that's where I come in. Yeah. Just a brown guy living day by day, man. <laughs> oh, is that where I say my name? Yeah. My government name? name? Should I just like my whole government name? And I just social put out to the security world? number and blood type. Um, all that. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. My name's know. Arun, man. Arun, thank you for coming. I was about to say thank you for having me, but. Because you did have me at one point. Yeah, I, I want to apologize for that too. For what? Why? I felt like. I felt like. You know, I made fun of your vest. I um, told you you couldn't act. Like, there were a lot of moments that I was just, I, afterwards, I, I felt bad about. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> okay, for, guys, for you guys that don't know, he actually invited me onto his podcast, which I had a wonderful time. So, I don't know why he's apologizing. Um, but I guess he did make fun of my vest. And uh, he did say I can't act. And no, but I had a great time. Oh, um, I mean, that's good. I just, it was something that was, you know, like a weight on my shoulders. You're I like overthinking? Yeah, and I wanted to come here just to extend that apology. You know what I mean? Bro, were, you, were those your intentions? Yeah. Damn, bro. I think we just end this podcast. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what I came here for. No, nah, man, I, it's, uh, yeah, it was fun. You were my first guest actually ever yeah, yeah. on Grind Talks. And um, I have not been potting per se as of lately and i seen you have a couple of uh people on lately yeah and i was like hey man I'll yeah he shot me apologize a to you he shot me a message and i was like dude of course because our conversation was like three hours long uh, yeah but i apologize for keeping you that long no no i loved it okay i was like yo however long i can That's talk cool. and make content i love it um nice. for those that don't know what do you do what do i do i my day-to-day -day is i'm a graphic designer Hell yeah. And that's just my nine to five coat I wear. Yeah. And I love it. I get to do art for a living and it's something I've always aspi aspired for. Yeah. And now I do it. And other than that, I just try to live life, man. That's day awesome. by day. I'm a simple guy. I don't <laughs> need a lot of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I think the first time I met you was actually at a movie premiere yes. that you were a part of. Yes. That you helped create. That was legendary um me and Bilal Khan Brandon Penn Bilal Khan who is now the producer of this podcast is there a camera on him there's no camera uh, but he, you gotta get not yet. Yeah, yeah. not yet not yet not okay. yet but uh that's yeah. why there's multiple angles and stuff yeah like that, and but. He, he executive produced it I produced it Brandon directed it it's called Thump Yard Champions of Circumstance yeah and what's the movie about it's a documentary about a local group of guys that started boxing started a boxing club in literally a trucking yard and 
I mean, now it's probably a year and a half ago, I would say, maybe, something like that. Yeah, well, yeah. About a year and a half. late 2021, right? Yeah, late 2021, and they started in a truck yard where they were essentially having the community come out and putting on ex- uh, putting on boxing matches just to unite the community against gun violence. Yeah. And that was their that was their flag that they wore going in and it was amazing just the story of the growth of not only the fighters but the founders and we thought it was just amazing so we came together and that was the first documentary we ever did of that nature. Yeah. And it was humongous. We premiered it a few blocks from the White House. We had all the guys come out. You were there? Yeah, so legendary. That was my introduction to meeting you and uh, Bilal just hit me up and he was like, I see you doing this like interview thing at different conventions. So come out, do your interview thing at the premiere. And I was like, that's such a great idea because one, people love being interviewed. Two, it gives them more professional like red carpet feeling for your guys's event. And so I was like, OK, I'd be happy to do it. And I get to make content as well. So I love doing that. And then I got there and um, I don't know if anyone's told you this, but you have a very villainous look. Dude, yes. People have, I've heard that multiple times. So when I. Are you already roasting me? We just fucking started, bro. God damn. You, you, you said, I thought you were you're apologizing for roasting it. my vest and my acting. So. Yeah, I guess I guess you owe me. Go ahead. Yeah. Come on, give it to me. Give it to me. So Villainous I saw look. you and yes. I was like, dude, this guy's like about to murder me. Or he's like, he's part of the mafia or some shit. And the nicest guy. And, and he comes to me. He's like, dude, like, thank you so much for coming. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, he's going to kill me after this. Like, no. There's got to be. There was no one better that we could have had that night. Like, you know how just the universe aligns? Yeah, yeah. There was no one else, I think, that we could have had that night that did it the way you did Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And so this yeah. is where I give you your flowers. You were one of the nicest people, like, out of the gate to just come up to me and really... I didn't even do anything yet. You were just like, yo, thank you so much for coming. And you were really, like, you know, nice to me. So I appreciate that. That's awesome, man. And that, so then, That makes me feel good. Because, yeah, see, yeah. I'm just, you know... I come with the villain look, and then right behind it is love. You know I mean? <laughs> do you, I, do, are you just saying I'm ugly? No, no, no. Yeah, okay, I, I thought you just saying I'm. I ugly. think villains okay. are beautiful, right? <laughs> you I, did tell me that last yeah, podcast. Last you podcast. said if you were to act, you would play a villain. I would play a villain. And just I think, as I say that, I see the Joker on the wall <laughs> over there. And I did reference that I like Joker. You were uh, the Joker. I was the Joker for Halloween. And then, um, what's it called? So I, I do. Do you think you overcompensate the niceness because? You have the villainous look. <laughs> Yo. Yo, he said, Am I nice because I'm so ugly? Like, I no, have to I'm tell- I'm literally telling you, bro. I'm literally telling you. That is crazy. <laughs> um nah, man. I'm just I'm a nice guy because I think that life is short and we all been through a lot of shit. So why not be nice? You never know what someone's going through. Hell yeah. The minute you're mean to me though. Yeah, I'm fucking. That's when the villain comes out, dude. <laughs> fucking, fucking slap you with a breadstick or some shit. You know what I mean? Slap like, you with a breadstick. Yeah, dog. Like, uh, but other than that, I'm good. Like, I love everybody. That's awesome. Do you, do you? He's thinking <sighs> no, about it. I mean, let's see. I love most people. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. I'm living my truth now. I got to say things how they are. Yeah, yeah. No, but that was my introduction to Arun, and we've done many collaborative, creative projects together. And honestly, like I love the way you collaborate. You, I think you get out the best in people. And um, I think I had you also on our music video shoot, the uh, allergic music video shoot. 
uh, you were just there to like vibe, but then I think you were actually wanted to like put in your creative aspects. And I think that came out really well in the final product. But um, I think sometimes for me, it's it's hard when I like when I'm doing a project, sometimes when people don't know what they're doing, um, it's hard to do everything, like put on multiple hats. So then when I have you guys like Bilal, um, you and even Brandon, um, it's nice that people just have multiple hats already. And then I can just kind of have one hat and focus on that. So I think when I had you on set, it was really nice. You're like, I think you should have this feeling or this mood when you're acting like this. I think the camera should still be still. Like I this. apologize for taking over your video shooting. No, no, no. I appreciate it. What <laughs> the heck? <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Buddy. Oh, am I allowed? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cuss. Dude, cussing? there's no cuss. Have I already thing. cussed like five times? And now I'm just saying. <laughs> no, no, that? we don't okay. care. All right. But yeah, I appreciate it. No, that. I mean, it's hard for me not to be around creatives and not be creatives. And working with Bilal and Brandon, they said they were coming out to do this project with you. I, you know, I was like, yeah, I definitely want to come. And literally, we went to a cornfield and mm-hmm. started shooting ideas out. Yep, yep. And, um, just giving it back to you man like i enjoy working with you i think you're super talented i just seen guitars on the wall i didn't even know you play guitar (laughs) like it's crazy and i think i'm just lucky to be around you type of guys that are just trying to make stuff and be free and be creative in your you know your all the different places you can yeah you do a lot of different stuff right yeah yeah. we're talking about comedy lately yeah yeah you know what i mean you've been getting into comedy what do you mean getting into comedy? I think uh, a lot of comics just described as like, you know, just going into the stand-up scene. I don't think I can call myself a comic because I've never done stand-up. Yet. Yeah. You know, when we were talking about it, we were like dipping our feet in it. You know, there was a local club that opened up here in yeah, Gaithersburg, yeah. Give a Hoot Comedy Club. Yeah. And um, they've been doing open mics and we were like, hey, why not go try it? Yeah. You yeah. Know? I think my humor is a bit dark, hence the villainous look, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um... You know, I think I think it'd be fun to try. One of my favorite TV, sh- or it's not a TV show, but my favorite thing to watch, period, on anything, anywhere, is Kill Tony. Okay. You heard of Kill Tony? I think you told me once about it, but okay, so remind me. Okay, so Tony Hinchcliffe is a comedian who's been doing this live comedy show for, honestly, they're probably in like, they're definitely in like the 500s of episodes, like somewhere almost at 600, maybe. I could have had the numbers completely off, but they've done it for years. And essentially what they do is, it's a live comedy show where they have comics put their their names in a bucket, right? And he picks a name out the bucket. And if your name gets picked, you go on stage and do a one minute set. Mm-hmm. And after that one minute set, him and his guests or special guests that he has for that night interview you to see just to learn more about you to critique your set and to talk shit and make fun of you and just find out more about the person and it's so organic and real and sometimes it's a fucking batshit crazy person and then sometimes it's just a killer comic that nobody knows yet and it's just you know coming out of nowhere and it's just this explosiveness of you never know what's going to happen and it's live every monday at on live every Monday free on YouTube wow. at 9 p.m. That's awesome. And so like watching that show over time, just seeing so many people try, some people that have never done it, um, I thought it'd be interesting for to give it a shot one time, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think my humor is more dark. I think that comes from 
being a 90s kid you're like i was born in the 80s but growing up in the 90s you know you have a different sense of humor i yeah. think and i think the comics that i liked and like are you know a bit on that side like tony Hinchcliffe, um david tell like mm-hmm. those type of comics that some people might consider like dirty comics interesting dirty uh, but they're yeah. the best have you done any art forms where you get immediate feedback Hmm. Because as a graphic, interesting. as a graphic designer, you probably get feedback like after you're finished the product, or like in the process of making the product or draft. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you're never. It's never immediate. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's that's an interesting question. No, I had to think about that. I don't think I've ever been in a case unless, like, I used to produce, make music. So if I'm if I'm in the room with a uh, an artist or something, I might play a record, mm-hmm. play a beat, and they'll be like, "Oh, that's know. fire." So that those are kind of maybe yeah. I, that's maybe the closest thing yeah, yeah. for me. Because um, I feel like for me at least, I think comedy or presentations, um, and I started streaming on Twitch and stuff like that. I see immediate feedback to whatever I'm doing, yeah, and I think that makes me better, faster at whatever. The reps, I mean, that's what everyone talks about, even in the comedy world. Like, if you, like, stand up, they say, like, 10 years is, like, a good benchmark, right? Yeah. Like, you kind of get to somewhere around that time. Yeah. That's ideally. why. I, that's why I think, you know, comedy is a great place to have that immediate feedback. Yeah, and, and I mean, just the idea of an open mic. I mean, we'll probably eat dog shit the first few times we do it, but that's, that's what you're talking about, right? It's, like, finding yeah. out what works and trying different things. I think it all comes from a place like I think my family is funny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? My yeah. little brother is definitely funnier than me. I've been I've been trying to get him to do something. <laughs> yeah. But like our um I feel like our family makes jokes in bad times. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's yeah. probably where the darkness the came from. Like you're in the that. hospital, someone's fucked up and yeah, then yeah. someone cracks a joke and like, oh, like Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's um it's int- it's interesting. Ah, sorry, it's interesting. <laughs> uh, uh, English is my second language. <laughs> is it actually? Yeah, I was in ESL when I was a kid. Wow, what's your first language? Urdu. No way. But I've lost the flow of Urdu. Oh, okay. Like I can understand everything, mm-hmm. but it's harder for me to speak. Yeah. Because when I came here at two years old, two three years old, Urdu was my first language. Wow. But coming to America, um my parents were more concerned at that point of now me learning English. So they were pressing the English, pressing mm. the English and not using the Urdu as much or, or forcing us to speak it as much because they were more concerned about us learning English. That's why I was in ESL. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I fucked up on interesting. Mm-hmm. I just said it now. That's a hard word for you? I don't know. I had some spit <laughs> in my mouth or something. I was fucking drooling. What's, what's I'm half. No, I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. Say that for the Patreon. What's interesting about you? You see what I did there? Interesting. Yeah. What's interesting? Dude, of, I can't, dude. what? You've got enough roast in. Bro. <laughs> I'm gonna start shooting them back at you. So please. That's please your do. last one. All right. All right. Uh, what's interesting about you is, or that I thought about you was that you actually are Pakistani Christian. Yeah. How does that feel as a Pakistani Christian being? you know, Christian around a country that's majority Muslim. Growing up in the East Coast, like Virginia, Maryland, and going up to Philly, New York, and all that area, I didn't even know necessarily that Pakistani Christians were the minority. 
Wow. So you guys thought you guys were the majority. Or like I'm that's not, how it felt. Just, I'm not, I ain't going to speak for everybody. Now. Yeah, yeah. But me, like, you know what I mean? Learning at a later age um, that we were the minority. But when you're young and if you're just around Pakistani Christians, you just yeah. think, oh, Pakistanis are Christian. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, then you find out we're less than 1%. Wow. Yeah. And like, so you never, like, you never. Is it? It's whole sorry. Someone fact checked me too. No, I, no, just, I think you're I'll right. I'll just be saying shit. It's, sometimes. it's less than five percent. I know. Okay. So, but less than one percent. I mean, that's. I mean, dude, I'm just really. saying. So it's fake news. There's enough Pakistani Christians around you where you felt like you guys weren't a minority. Everybody around me. Everybody. Majority. Wow. Because it was all family. Interesting. There wasn't that many Pakistani kids in my school. Mm. There weren't that many Pakistani kids around. So yeah. the, my experience to Pakistani people was through family and those extended family. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, wasn't necessarily in the communities like a Edison or like a um, Jackson Heights where there was like a big population. Interesting. Yeah. So how do you feel now? Now that like you've met more Pakistani Muslims and... I don't feel any type of way about it. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I've never really... It's never been something I've like stopped and think about. Like my sister's Christian. She's married to Bilal's brother, mm-hmm. who's Muslim. You know, um, I'm sure there's people that hold it to whatever weight or whatever discriminations they do. But that's just like being discriminatory. Uh, discriminatory. See, I'm saying, dude. Trying, dude. Discriminatory. See what I did there? Discriminatory, yeah, yeah. Okay. Discriminatory against um, a Buddhist or something. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I respect all religions. So yeah. for me, it's easy to, you know what I mean? Like, I'll fucking chill with a Rastafarian dude, like, <laughs> <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, did you go to church a lot growing up? Yeah, yeah. My mom, um, I used to hate it when we used to go because, who you know, just getting up on Sunday, going to church. But my mom was like, you're going to go when I'm going, you're going to go. And then when you're 18, you can decide if you want to go or not. Or yeah. like when I'm out the house, I can decide when I want to go or not. Yeah. yeah. And now that I'm older, I don't necessarily go to church. Mm. I mean, I've gone to church here and there, but it's, um, you know, even you calling me a Pakistani Christian, it's like, that's the label that my family is and my people and extended family are. But I don't know if that's necessarily what I like. It gets tricky when you start putting labels on things. You know what I mean? Like you put um, subscribing to entire doctrines. I can't even say the word. Say it for me. (laughs) What? Oh! I I don't know what you're trying to say. Doctrines. Is that a word? Doctrines. Doctrines. I got to stop using big words. I'm not that smart. (laughs) I'm not that smart. Yeah. When I lived in California, everyone told me I sound country. I see it. I was I was about to bring it up in the beginning, but I was you were like, "Don't roast me, bro." And I was like, "All right." My girl always makes fun of me for the way I say "fire." Fire. Wait, where did that come from, dude? I grew up in Virginia and Maryland, <laughs> like, around like I, crazy I dig country it kids. I grew up around all different types of people, mm. and I guess just being from around yeah, yeah the region, you get a little twang. But how would you get the twang, bro? I don't understand. It's dope though. I, where are you from? I'm from around here, bro. Mm. I, you ain't from around these parts, boy. Why? <laughs> I, I should have a twang. No, I'm just joking. Um, should I, have a twang? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I, you know, not from around here, Gaithersburg area, but I've lived in up in Frederick, and when I was in Virginia, uh, 
different areas. I probably picked up, you know what I mean? That's where I picked up my conservative values. And, um, you know, those are the people that I met on January 6th. Nice. Nice. Was that fun, January 6th? What year? (laughs) What year? (laughs) You know the year. Oh, oh. (laughs) Um... Dude, it was fucking Rager, bro. <laughs> it was it was Rager. Rager, bro. It's like Coachella, bro. Dude, <laughs> fucking Woodstock, man. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. I can just imagine like your room just has the giant Confederate flag. You have like shotguns and you're just like that'd be badass. Minus the flag. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm all about a rustic look. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like I like the whole um cabin, like simple life. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm all about that. As a, like my dream house is in the country somewhere. Okay. That's dope. Run a fire. As, as a graphic designer, what's your favorite like flag? Oh, like what a what like a um, client would say that kind of makes me roll my eyes or something. No, no. What's your oh. like? <laughs> <laughs> what's what's your favorite flag that like you, you know you think is a great flag that represents a state or a country or? I mean, probably the Wu Tang flag first. Okay, that's a good one. And then, but do you think it's the logo itself, or do you think the music just gives that? Dude, logo. the logo is like every like when if you were growing up in the nineties, you was like fogging up windows and drawing up the logo. Like mm. you were drawing the logo everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. The logo was everything. But um, I but get, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Flag. That's maybe I'm cheating. So I'll no, 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 no. That, I think that's fine. I th- I just think. Oh, you, you were trying to see if I would say Confederate flag. No, no. Okay. I was saying that. Uh, do you think the music influenced the logo, or was it the logo just? itself that good you know what i'm trying to say yeah that's a good question i think i think that's one of the cases where it was a pretty decent balance of each breathing life into one another okay the wu-tang um show is on right now have you watched it i haven't watched it i've been interested i've watched it it's i've been watching it i'm i'm cool with it that's cool you watch a lot of tv um really just at night when i get in bed like if I'm not watching Kill Tony on Mondays at 9 p.m., then I'm probably just um, watching what my girl's watching, mm-hmm. or I'm doing something in the background while she's watching TV. But um, she's watching like the all the popular shows that all you people watch. I don't like really, watch. yeah, I haven't really. It's hard for me to get into a show because you see a show and you're like, oh, the show looks interesting. And it says seven seasons, bro. I don't have seven seasons of my life. Oh, I started watching Ghosts. Ghost. I haven't heard of that one. So. It's a it's a brown dude. That that's partly why I started watching it. It was this brown <laughs> dude, and come to find out, he's from Baltimore, and I can't remember his name right now. Um, but he, uh, it's a brown dude and a white chick. I'm sorry for all the racial <laughs> things I'm going right now because I don't know any of their names. And they live in a house, and the girl bumps her head, and now she can see ghosts. Oh, but she's the only one, and there's like eight nine ghosts that live in the house or something like Dang. that so it's a comedy sick it's a sitcom. oh it's a comedy okay, it's a dope. it's a comedy and um that's just one i've she's got me into watching so. nice where do you gather yeah. your inspiration from for your art or just in life in general oh, what type of question is that <laughs> like in life in general yeah like where do you gather what inspiration? does that mean like what do i wake up and inspire like for my breakfast like yeah, like what what inspires see like when I go outside, right? I'm like always I want inspiration always from what I create. Oh, I got you. I got you. Nature probably from nature. Yeah, like straight hippie answer right there, bro. Nature does Why it. I'm nature? one of those old school hippies, man. Like just something about the veins of a tree, man. Just like how they like it's everything 
unites as one in nature. Like you could just be out there and be quiet and be away from all the hustle and bustle and just breathe. Yeah. Take a hike. Like the hiking, the smell, like all that? Everything. I think think the biggest part is just like the feeling of detachment. Mm. I think that's like what I seek in life more than anything. And does it does it uh, reflect in your art? Probably not, because I mean now that I'm doing, um, my nine to five is really what I'm just working on design. I mean I feel like I'm pulling inspiration there for the industry that I'm in, but as far as personal art, I haven't done as much personal art lately. Mm. Yeah, but when I have in the past, it's literally just. I like to think of it as like a blank slate kind of like what same way i did music mm. which i'm kind of realizing now they're similar the way i would attack music back in the day when i used to produce or art now or any of these things is kind of just like no preparation yeah, yeah and just like blank slate let's throw some shit down let's see what works and what doesn't work yeah. um i'm self-taught with everything so i think that's part of it you know yeah. what i mean just trying to figure out what it is how it ticks and what you like and what you don't like and what you've tried and didn't work. And it was just a season in your life. And you kind of just keep pushing for what the next thing is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Falling back on being yourself. Yeah. I think that's dope. Did you start your art career with producing beats and making music? It's hard. I mean, I would say at a more like creative, like serious level, maybe. Yeah. But when, since I was young, I've always just loved creative art art stuff so like i was drawing not like good but yeah. i was drawing it like for like i can just the I think confederate it was, flag you know like, what it was yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah um no but i can remember literally the the moment that i feel like i got my first gratification from art and i was in kindergarten and my dad had taught me how to draw like a ninja turtle head simple just like a ninja turtle head and so like this whole like next day i'm in kindergarten i take like this whole big it's not big say eight and a half by 11 piece of paper (laughs) but i drew all ninja turtle heads on it and i can remember the teacher and everyone flipping out like oh this is so good and like i think that was my first like oh you know we're simple beings as humans we just we're off we go off uh punishment and reward Mm -hmm. so i think that was like the first grain of oh, people like your art or people yeah, yeah. like what you do and this is cool and this is how you can get um, acknowledgement. Yeah. Yeah. So that Ninja Turtle head is what got you here. Dude, I mean, I wouldn't want anything else. Like what is better than the Ninja Turtles? Which which Ninja Turtle was it? Well, I would draw all different ones with the different, so I would draw them all. Oh. They were on one page and I would alternate the colors. Dang. You know what I mean? Okay. So it was like all of them That's multiple cool. times. Which yeah. one's your favorite Ninja Turtle? I relate to Raphael the most. Mm. I think he's yeah. the most interesting. Yeah, I relate to him. I feel like he he's the one that needs therapy the most. Yeah. Yeah. You think you need therapy? I'm in therapy. Well, I'm not in therapy right now, but I've been in therapy. And yes, I, okay. I mean, we all probably need therapy. Interesting. And uh, so... <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Shit. I mean, I feel like, yeah, we, we all do need it, yeah. but different forms. What do you mean by that? I don't know. I feel like some people... Okay, I see what you're saying. I'm just talking about talk therapy. Talk therapy. Okay. Specifically in this context. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But music has been therapy. Everything creative yeah, is yeah. therapeutic. That's but, why I do it. Well, what else about Raphael that you relate to the most? Um, 
I think he was just the badass and he was like the outcast and he was kind of the one that was like the rebel went against the grain. But when he did go against the grain, he did it for good. He did it for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like he would always go off and get away from the crew. But that was because he was like just angry at life and the situation. And he was just kind of figure out yeah, yeah. you know whoever was kidnapped or i think they had master splinter and he was mad as shit and like you know yeah, he yeah. was going through a lot of shit yeah, yeah. bro like like if you watch those old movies they're traumatic yeah no 100 percent. i think yeah. out of all the turtles like he's definitely the one that needed the attention like in yeah. terms of like the care and because michelangelo he would just like mess up like he was just, he wasn't like he was funny, but like dude, Michelangelo was the short bus, dude. Yeah, yeah. he was like the short bus. <laughs> he was funny, but he would just mess up, right? And they'd just like fix whatever he would mess up. Um, Donatello's super smart. Leonardo is just always like trying to make sure everyone's in line. Mm. And uh, my personal favorite's Leonardo because I always like the character that like no matter what's going on, they like focus on their path and focus on their mission. Like I always like the dude that like no matter what happens to him, he's yeah. just like my mission is to be good and like help the ones around me. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. It is annoying. I agree. (laughs) I agree. It's kind of fucking annoying. I 100% agree. But those are the characters that I... Yeah, no, no. He's the leader. He keeps everyone. He's he's Captain America. Yeah, yeah. And like um, for other characters, I look at the ones that like they've been through shit and you'll see another character in that series and that person that had been through the same shit or similar shit they'll become like insane villains, right? Mm. But this character just somehow takes all that and becomes, you know, a hero. That's what yeah, I really no, That's admire. valid. That's valid. Hey, you want, I'll ask you a, a question that you won't answer and we'll just skip over it. Sure. What race would you give each turtle? <laughs> so uh, next question, <laughs> what else you got for me? What race? Don't even dude. just do, don't even oh put yourself, God. save yeah. it for the Patreon or save something. Right. I don't want to put for the you Patreon, in that situation. We're going to answer that. <laughs> You're going to answer that. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Shimmerwall. You want an answer? We'll see. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Patreon, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. How's life right now? I'm in a good place, man. I'm in a good place. I feel like I'm stable. I got a girl that I love. I got two dogs that I love. One of them's getting old. She's going to die probably soon. But I think about death every day. Dang. In a, I mean, in a healthy in a good way. Sense, yeah. In a healthy way, yeah. So, I mean, we're we're all just, you know, that's my pack, and that's all I really care about as far as that being my center and then my extended family and then really just trying to have fun, man, trying to laugh, trying yeah. to, you know, try Spe- new things. Speaking of trying to laugh, yeah. Uh, what do you think about death? hilarious dude hilarious um no i think about death every day f- for the the purpose of trying to get comfortable with it okay you know what i mean yeah um and also it gives me the ability to appreciate things more i think it's not like every day like in my calendar like calendar goes off hey man it's 15 minutes of death thinking time it's yeah. just you know it's constantly on my thought about just how fragile everything is Mm -hmm. and i think that is kind of almost like has me living life in like a suspension of just trying to like funnel all the good energy i can while i'm here okay interesting yeah i think i'm like terrified of death i think there was a point where i wasn't Mm -hmm. and now i'm at a point because i feel like things are like really working for me so it's a certain age too yeah you know what i mean so you're probably getting to that age where you kind of 
for me, I think it was like even years ago where you start kind of realizing you're not invincible. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think when you're younger, you have a feeling you're you're, yeah, yeah. you're invincible, dude. I'll fucking smash this wall right now, <laughs> dude. Like headbutt this shit. You know what I mean? But like the older you are now, the older you get, you start realizing just your mortality. Yeah. And yeah. I think that puts things in perspective. And then everyone around you, like your elders are getting older. Mm-hmm. And so that plays a part. And, you know, I think all of that is what did it for me. And I'm sure for a lot of people does the same thing. Yeah. And I think also it's like you accomplish more and then you have more people in your life and you're like, wait, there's people depending on me. There's people that, I, you know, I depend on and stuff like that. It's interesting you say that because literally lately, even the age I am now, I'm thinking about like my father at that age that I am now and him being, say, in a new house where he got to somehow pay the mortgage, three kids and all this, all the situations he may have been dealing with. And especially, you know, older Pakistani men, they don't have the same outlet necessarily that we have like verbally to be able to talk about different things. They kind of bottle everything up until it turns into heart disease and all the other type of things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So essentially I've been thinking about all the stress that was on him and tr- just getting a perspective of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I worked a job for like two weeks, a couple months ago that I, f- I f- fucking hated, you know what I mean? And I was dro- taking a, the Metro down to the city. Yeah. And it was like a maybe hour ride for me, you know, design, doing design still, but was trying out a new job and I left it pretty quick just because it, it didn't work out. But I feel like the benefit I got from that was getting to ride the train because my dad rode the train for years mm. doing the same thing. And I feel like it was a homage to him and kind of getting to feel that feeling of like another form of respect that I could understand kind of what he dealt with and has, has dealt with. Yeah. yeah. Was your dad an artist? No, my dad, he he's done a lot of different things, but um, he ended his career being a translator for the good old Federal Bureau of Investigation. Oh, dang. At the Worked at the Jagger Hoover building, boy. <laughs> America. Was he translating for uh, Pakistani folks across these? Um, no, he worked for the departments here. Okay. This is what I know. I don't know what I don't know. Yeah, right? yeah. But he worked for the departments here... Um, and he essentially sat in on, say, their interrogations or different things that would translate. Um, remember there was an uh, attack at Mumbai yeah, yeah. Hotel? Hotel, yeah. They so, made a movie about that. I haven't seen the movie yet, but they did make a movie. Yeah. So when that happened, I remember I was in high school, and it happened, like it happened, and then that night, like, we get a call to the house at, like, 2, 3 a.m., and um, then my dad comes and wakes me up. He's like, hey you got to take me to Reagan in the morning. Like his boss, like they were flying him out there to sit in on the interrogation. If you remember, there was one kid that survived. He oh, was like a 16 snap. year old that survived snap. out of the terrorists. He was the only one. Yeah. And um, he sat in on that investigation or on that interrogation and did wow. whatever translating. But then he came back and brought pictures of India and everything. And it was just crazy to see, but it was trippy to, you know, for him to just fly out like that and take him to the airport and like on the way, I'm not going to divulge too much of their information, but like on the way, we had to stop somewhere and meet somebody and get a purple passport. It was like, I was like, yo, dude, this is pretty crazy. But it was never like too badass because you didn't have a gun. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, dude, that's still pretty badass. <laughs> what are your thoughts on uh, guns? Dude, fucking love them, bro. <laughs> Fuck America, dude. America. Dude, this Saturday, I'm going to pick one up. I'm not Re- even fucking Re- Really? Yeah. Which one? Um, I'm debating between... The P365, the SIG, and then between that and the um, 
the shield. What's the shield? It's a Smith and Wesson nine millimeter. Okay. Dang. Compact carry. I've shot guns twice. And I'm gonna be honest, I used to be very anti gun. Mm. For why? Um Dude, you look like a fucking anti gun. Yo, we about to start. Should I also start roasting you now? Or should we save it for Patreon? No, dude? no, we'll start now. Dude, I mean you look like you're anti gun. Like a what, a hippie? Yes. Hippie. Okay. You said it, not me. Yeah. We're both hippies though. I mean, yeah, I believe in like peace and all that stuff. Right. But I just the older I get, the the worse I see the world. Right. Mm. And it's like, okay. You're we, starting to become jaded. Welcome yeah. to the dark side. <laughs> Welcome to the dark side. And it's it's not to like, you know, use the gun for offense. It's obviously defense. Right. Of course. What do you, um, th- what do you think I'm out here just fucking... <laughs> dude. Dude. I Okay, so I've shot guns twice, right? And uh, the second time, I just see people... And you can tell they're regulars. They're like, they're trying out their new guns, like with attachments and stuff like that. They're super loud. And I'm like, bro, they got the goggles and everything. Like, they got the their own earmuffs with their signature. Like, Yo, don't talk about my man like that, bro. Like... <laughs> Yo, don't talk about my man like that some people just love guns and we feel attacked right now like what is wrong with that that's the wrong group i want to attack right now <laughs> yeah, you do not want to attack that group bro dude next year january 6th they're coming here yeah. bro. Like, no it, it just so when i was at the shooting range i was just imagining like yo what would happen if i just like just played a prank at his house or something like that like it's be over like uh you have that itch they have a word for that what is that like jumping into the void or something like that yes i have that a lot yeah. actually i used to but i've toned it down because it's a strong urge man yeah, yeah when it becomes strong and dark and deep inside you like a little plant that grows and oh, eventually yeah. you at the side of a fucking skyscraper and you're like what if i jumped yeah yeah that so that's what it's called enter the void or something about the void. i think you're right into I heard the void before. or into the void some some, some shit about the ba- void. for those that are listening it's basically like you have this thought that could change like the universe the curt yeah the everything about everything like you'll be driving down the highway and you'll have a sudden earth like man if i turn this if car turn into the other this side, guardrail yeah. right now <laughs> shit would be crazy <laughs> yeah and it's so scary like sometimes it's like you have people in the car and you're like bro oh, whoa 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 dude <laughs> i've, I've never done no 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 stop it right there i've never endangered anyone. don't get else. in the car with me no my void my voice situation, yeah right the laws writing notes because yeah. my voice situation has never like threatened anyone else yeah yeah that is crazy you are wow i'm learning something right now no it's it's not no i'm learning something about you <laughs> like you're you come off a certain way but there's like there's like um, deep hallways and crevices and corners and attics that are inside you that you think about. Yeah, I think it's deep, but I also think it's very surface level. Like in a way, mm. it's all jokes. Like it's not like I would never. It's all like not okay, serious. Okay. You know, like it's it's a thought that's oh, there. Oh, you're you're, <laughs> dude, you're crazy. <laughs> you're, you're joking with it. You're telling yourself jokes in your brain with, with a group full of people in the car. Like, oh, oh, this, dude, if I, this is hilarious. If I was, if I was just kill everybody right now it'd be oh, so funny dude. everyone would laugh forever I, th- I think it's just watching too much like tv that's and playing what, video games that's what it really is i think that's what it is i think that's what it is because now that i don't do that as much i don't have those urges as much yeah, yeah. and my girl yo she watches nothing but like deep dark crazy shit that's why i don't watch those you know like how serial killer like tv shows and movies, women love it they love it they love it it's in, and i'm like dude that's mm. i feel like it's rotten our brains like why would we want that in our b- head <sighs> 
I mean, I'm sure there's some like deep, dark Freudian like psychology behind it all that I have nothing to know about or do about. <laughs> but I will say that it's fucking crazy and it makes me uncomfortable. So I can't watch like things like Game of Thrones. Like everyone was in the Game of Thrones and all that shit. And like, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. For me, it's like, it's, that's like fantasy, right? I, and when I see, um, when I see like biopics of serial killers, uh, that's when I'm like, dude, why are we like, watching this like it's who's your favorite serial killer <laughs> i don't have one. Oh, <laughs> but like but you know like a lot of them yeah, or like ted bundy uh-huh. he's the main uh, another one uh jeffrey dahmer's a new one he's like the most like popular one right popular now because of that show. i heard recently that the the i don't know what to, how to describe it the best serial killer or the serial killer that's the most successful like uh-huh. is actually a doctor the most bodies who has the most bodies Whoa. is a doctor and I forgot what he did exactly. I think he like changed. He put something in their um, their hydration like Whoa, packets, and he, he's dark shit. he's killed like hundreds of people, dude. That and dude's he's admitted in to it. Fucking Helgen. And I was like, dude, how come donkey no one, punch by devil right yeah, now? Yeah, like, I was like, how come no one talks about him? Because like I'd never heard his name. I don't even know his name, but um, he's pretty famous. Damn. Well, you're talking about him now, but you gave him no glory because you don't know. His yeah, name. I don't know. His Nobody, name. <laughs> look it up. The guy, the doctor. The doctor. Was, yeah. So yeah. apparently he's the most Dude, infamous. You made me, uh, now that we're in a conversation, you ever heard of Verapan? Verapan? Verapan, no. He was like, a, um, he was an Indian serial killer. Oh, yeah. Dang. And he was, um, he lived like up in like the brush. It's not the brush. The brush is like in Africa or Australia. He lived like in the jungle or some shit with like all of his hooligans and they were poachers. So they would kill mad elephants and they were pretty much killing people too. So, but he would just kill cops. So it was cops that were coming to try to arrest him and that he would kill him. Mm. So I think he has like some crazy amount of bodies too. Yo, I feel like he probably has more. He might, he might. Cause I don't know. Can you just tell us Bilal how many bodies Verapan has? Verapan. I might even be sending Verapan. Is he still alive? Verapan. There you go. Is he still alive? Oh, no. I think they got this fool. This was like in the 90s. They uh, got that fool. Verapon. Verapon. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a movie on him. Like, I stumbled across this guy. Like, okay. going... I, I go... You were asking earlier, like, do I watch... 184. 184 Not bodies. As many as Harold Shipman, a doctor. I don't know if it's the same doctor. That's probably your man. 250. Harold Shipman? I think that's what his name is. Okay. That's your man. So, Harold Shipman had 250 bodies. Yeah. And, and they're... they're Oh, so he had like 500, that means. Who, Harold Shipman? Yeah. Oh, Because if it's estimated, he got like, it's like a girl when she says like how many people she slept with, you got (laughs) to double it by two, Three, four, I don't even know the metrics anymore. That's what you have to do with serial killers? Yeah. (laughs) Just double the body count? Yeah, because you think they got everyone? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You really think like someone's on like... Dude, they're they're fucking killing people like they're going to the gym. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Like putting throwing on the bag like they're heading out for the gym. Do you think they have the into the void like constantly? Mm, that's interesting. No, because I think that I feel like they're not doing it to themselves. You know what I mean? Mm. They're just doing like weird shit. They're like, you know, a lot of mommy issues. Yeah. yeah. Like that, <laughs> that type of stuff. <laughs> like, I mean, that's a lot of uh those psycho movies yeah. and that type of stuff. It's usually like mom 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 shit. Mom, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Uh, I feel like that could be a stand-up bit, the one body count thing that you uh, talked about. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> Write that down. Well, that's where I feel like comedy comes from is just like literally real dumb shit that we talk about yeah. and then it happens. You 100%. Know? And I feel like the climate now for comedy is kind of coming back to where 
you know, you can say, like, at least for me, like if I'm saying something that's like shocking half the room and the other half of the room is laughing, I think the climate's getting back to a place where it's kind of like, okay, these are jokes, people, you know, uh, I love everybody. Yeah. Did yeah. you... Except serial killers. <laughs> Except, yeah. Um, did you, like, the past few years when cancel culture, I guess, was a big thing, like, did you feel that effect? Nah. No? Nah? <laughs> no, because I'm nobody. Yeah. How are you going to cancel me, dog? No, it's not even about, like, canceling you. It's, like, about saying things that, I guess, in the climate of the world around mm. some people. Around some people? I mean, I say, <laughs> dude, my girl is, like, pretty woke. Oh, and yeah. I be saying crazy shit around her <laughs> all the time. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> caused problems. It's caused problems? Uh, no, but yeah, we're good now. It was <laughs> great because it's kind of like we were forced to kind of like work through all of our differences and talk it out and talk about things and learn about how to have healthy discourse. Yeah, yeah. You know? Sometimes I just say like dumb or like stupid shit mm. just to see their reaction see how cool they are and i apologize it. for doing that at your birthday i believe <laughs> for what no no i appreciate i, I that. said so, oh you appreciate me saying some wild shit yeah. and i was like whoa no 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 i think i think okay. saying the wildest shit just mm. so the you expand the rubber band right yeah i'm with i'm with that see and my thing is always like see this is the problem with me like I'm not like a shock person. Like I don't say things or try to find a thing to shock people. Mm -hmm. I just have a dark sense of humor. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it comes from like a weird place. You know what I mean? And I'm a contrarian and I often argue with people just for the sake of arguing with them, I which the people way. hate that, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm, which, you know, yeah, yeah. probably the reason you're single right now. <laughs> so, but it's, you know, it's a thing that a lot, it makes people uncomfortable, but I think for us, we're not doing it to antagonize. It's almost like, working around a bit yeah, it's yeah. almost like you're looking at all the angles you're looking at what is this thing we're really talking about yeah, yeah. you know for me i i don't do it to everybody i do it to people that like you can kind of tell they don't want to talk about that subject interesting yeah so then could I'll, you do it to me right now uh, you can it'd be I, hard i feel like it's hard it's hard really because i would have i would have been doing it you know i would have yeah. been like yo so what do you think about this you know mm -hmm. or something like that i feel like you can talk about most things so um yeah Patreon, Patreon. <laughs> Catch us on Patreon. That's what we'll say the real shit. That's where we'll get uh, yeah. crazy. What race are? <laughs> I had a thing I was going to say. I'm gonna, I'm, let's just, all right. Anyway. Yeah, man. I think um, that's what it's, it, I think that's what makes us, us, is we get to kind of free think about things. Mm -hmm. It's like a, the guy's locker room, right? Like you say the mm -hmm. wildest shit in the guy's locker room, like whatever, like <laughs> that term is so crazy. Yeah, it's, it's a weird term. <laughs> it's so fucking like that's a, that's when Trump said, oh, I'm grabbing her by the pussy. It's, like, oh, it's just locker room talk. <laughs> Don't look over here. Just locker room. We're in the locker room. We're grabbing the... pussy in the locker room. <laughs> like this shit made no sense, but it's just something that we said yeah. and made up to get past a situation of a man saying something that's totally insane. Yeah, yeah. But we should just accept that boys will be boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, th I think the <laughs> the issue is like for that's me, another saying. For me, just... at least, I bring the locker room talk out for everybody. Like I'll I'll ask them the questions. Like, so what do you I think about that. that? What do you think about this? And they'll be like, "What the heck? That's so gross!" Like, mm. you know. So it's like, okay, interesting. That's what happened at your birthday. I said yeah. like a me too joke, and yeah. like. <laughs> got offended and i wasn't even like that like i love yeah, yeah. it back to things just jokes man it's just, just jokes. jokes yeah yeah I remember. <laughs> it's 
speaking about my girl, dude. I'm saying everything here. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's so funny is like we were in couples counseling, right? Yeah. And we're in the counseling session. She's like, he keeps saying trans jokes, <laughs> and I was like, first of all, I've never said a trans joke because I don't have any. <laughs> I was telling you a trans joke that Chappelle said that you were asking about in reference to. Don't try to manipulate this. Dang. But anyway, like I'd be winning in therapy. Like I'm just throwing that out there. Like, <laughs> that's why every couple, when they come out of therapy, they want to be on top. Interesting. Do you think couples therapy helps? <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Helped us tremendously. What, what about I love my girl? What about couples therapy and therapy, I guess, helps? What do you mean? What about it, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Because I've never done it. So I think the I think that the the idea of talking to someone who is detached from your life and your situation and kind of getting to talk to that, just like an ear, you know what I mean? Like someone just to listen out what's on your mind. Um, I know for a lot of people, there's things that they try to work out themselves. Like the instance when we were saying about older Pakistani gentlemen, right? They, they've never had the, the luxury of thinking therapy was okay. So they would have gone through a lot of traumatic things and not, or just even life stress. I feel like everyone got stress, you know what I mean? And not necessarily have a, a healthy outlet. And I feel like therapy offers that outlet to be able to just kind of talk to someone who's detached. And the cool thing about it is too, is like you find a good therapist, things start getting good. You maybe you're seeing them less, but you still just kind of want to talk to them and, and just kind of, you're almost like sifting through your own stuff. Like through talking to them, it's almost like you're kind of working out these own things from a different perspective that they can give you as well. Interesting. Yeah. That's really dope. Because I feel like, at least for me, my best form of therapy is just like putting all my feelings into whatever I create. I used to do that, right? And then I ran into the the issue that happened to me is um, you kind of put all your value in your work mm. when you do that. So if you ever... Like with me, I've come into situations in my life where I was forced to not be able to be creative for spans of time. So that um, thing was taken away from me. And so say I can't be creative, I'll say, okay, I'll work out, right? I'll work out. And um, now I'm putting my energy and getting all that through exercise, which is good too. But if that's all you got, that's not enough, right? So eventually you kind of get just burnt out at life. You know what I mean? You mm -hmm. just kind of feel like this isn't, I don't know. You you just kind of feel stuck. So when you we get in those points, you don't have any outlet anymore. Yeah. And so like, that's why I kind of had to, I still love being creative, but I don't make it my identity. Mm. Like my stuff I create is not my, like my brand is not who I am. Interesting. You know what I mean? And that kind of gives me some like, peace to be like whatever i do i can just fall back on being myself and if it's good it's good if it's bad it's bad if they like it they like it and if they don't fuck you mm. wow you know what i mean yeah or not i don't really care you know what i mean like yeah. I, I don't i'm just here trying yeah. to exist and like i said times are ticking so i'm just kind of worried about being happy now i think overall that's the thing like just want to be happy wow so by just looking for that within yourself like my man ryan miller um i'll give him this credit he ha he um is the founder of a company that gives um help educates veterans about cannabis out on the west coast and he told me this saying one time he said some doors can only be open from the inside 
And like that kind of stuck with me and kind of gave me the idea of to work on myself. So that looks like self-love. That looks like setting boundaries. That looks like um, kind of like finding yourself, figuring out what you really want in life. And that could be creative and that could be all the things that we're talking about too, but just don't let it be you. Mm. You know what I mean? If you lost all of this tomorrow, would you lose your value of yourself? You know what I mean? That's kind of like the idea. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So keep doing that therapy too. Ain't nothing wrong with like putting, getting therapy through all your creative outlets, just to diversify your bonds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just yeah, do yeah. different things and seek happiness and laughter and love at every angle or all around you. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that hippie shit, bro. You know? <laughs> you want it? You been on it? Look at you, <laughs> dude. This guy, he looks like. You look like a historically accurate Jesus. Yo, I've been getting that a lot recently. Duh. Yeah. Recently? Not your whole life? No, because I didn't have long hair my whole life. Oh. I think the long hair really does it. Because oh, yeah. he he actually has curly hair. Right. He probably had our skin color. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and the beard. I mean, it's, the beard. it's glorious. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> Sorry. I, but anyway. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, if you could give your life a meaning, like what would it be? My life a meaning. What does that what here you go with those quite what what does that mean? <laughs> did you what's pick your, these off of like uh, like a book? Like where did you get these <laughs> questions? <laughs> you don't like it? No, it's it's just very to see the problem with me and those answers they're so broad it's like yeah, yeah. it's they're so loaded it's a loaded question bro it is a loaded question yeah but what do you mean i want i want you to create your meaning yeah. so i gotta <laughs> i gotta buy and sell it yeah yep. <laughs> okay okay all right so life meaning What's my life meaning? my yeah. life meaning is to at this point give out love honor my parents seek happiness and make a force field the best I can around me for anything bad. Was that so hard? I mean, it sounded like a Hallmark card. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess we'll go with that. See, that wasn't hard. I you guess. Got you got it. Yeah. I didn't have to do anything. I, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, if you could give your life a movie genre, what would mm, it be? Dark comedy. Easy. Dark comedy? Dark comedy. Easy. Bittersweet ending. What would be the script? Like a little <laughs> little uh, synopsis. Okay, so I'm pitching you the movie right now. Yeah, yeah. So you're not... This is my life movie? Yeah. Who, whose would it be? <laughs> or just would you want to make your own movie? And it has to be like accurate. Can I twist accurate. it a little bit like Obviously, I, Weird I don't, Al's movie? I don't they think, twisted it. I don't think bit. any movie's like completely okay accurate. well let's say this it will be a dark comedy but it will follow the format of forrest gump for sure you know okay. what i mean i'll probably start off in the present and then we'll go back in time as i explain the story you know okay. what i mean but the difference will be the comedic relief the only comedic relief in forrest gump was really just his voice Jen A. you know what i mean so there's not much there other than that for me i would definitely have a lot more going on i would cast um who's the guy from flagrant Andrew Schultz? No. Akash the Singh? fucking brown guy. Yeah. Oh, for, oh, for the brown for you. Yeah. Oh. Akash is going to... No, Akash is going to play my father. 
No, you can get play Andrew my Schultz to play you, bro. <laughs> no, Andrew Schultz has to play my father because my they have the same mustache. Oh, same mustache. Okay. Like the hella Pakistani thick mustache. That's it. Yep. That's it. Right. And so he would play my father, and we would come to America, and pretty much I would aspire to be an astronaut, and which is true. And it's still, you know, in the cards, but we're seeing how it plays out. And along the way, there will be, you know, a lot of trials and tribulations, a lot of lost love that I thought was my love, just like every, you know, the coming Mm -hmm. of age of a man. And then you find out that, you know, your soulmate's out there and then you really find them. And then you go on to, you know, have uh, multiple bodies, you know what I mean? And then the shit just gets crazy. And right at the climax, you have to hit rock bottom, you know what I mean? Like drugs, like I end up somewhere like on heroin with like an ice cube up my butt or something. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like it gets, that's where I, I, from that point is where, you know, cut scene and you come back to present and the person I'm telling the story is like, yo, Yo, you know what I mean? And then I'm like, it gets better. And then they cut back. Right. And then from there, I pretty much, you know, pick up myself from my bootstraps, as they say. Yeah. And I acquire my country accent, and that's what allowed me to get ahead in America. Wow. Yeah. I feel like And that- then at the, at the end, yeah. it says the end, dot, 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 cutscene. And then, dot, 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 to be continued. Wow. So you don't have a And post- then, dot, fine, because that's just like, you don't even get no, like, you make up the rest of your story. Wow. Yeah. That's dope. You want to have a post credit scene? Oh. I feel like I want no. post credit scene and me older and you can like we'll gray you up and you can you can play an older me and how I vision myself is much how my father is old and dementia ridden in a uh, <laughs> 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 I don't know why we're laughing at that don't, don't worry he'll forget about it um, but <laughs> I'll be old and um, just saying wild shit yeah. in a dementia ward because that's where you can get away with everything. Mm. You could say I think that's if you a, fake dementia, you can say the wildest shit you want to say, yeah. and no one can say anything because what are they going like, yeah. to? These dude, these you know yeah, marbles. Yeah. <gasps> I feel like that's on. a great post credit scene because then it could mean that like you kind of lied about everything. You don't know if the story is true or not. And then I end it like this: a tunnel, a, a tunnel to an alternate universe opens up. It needs to be Marvel because you're doing the cutscene. So now we yeah, need yeah. to go straight like special effects Marvel. And it opens up and through it comes me from a different dimension. And I go with him <laughs> and we essentially recreate the one, but it's the two. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that's an amazing movie. Uh, right off the hip. Right off the right hip. Right off the hip. That, that was beautiful. Right off the hip. <laughs> now, if I put more thought into it, you know what I mean? No, no. I, better, I think that was that was great. I literally just off the shot hip, that out. Improvisation, you know? Yeah. Um. You mentioned that you wanted to be an astronaut. Yeah. Um, want. 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 Uh, Bilal and I actually, last episode, um, going into space. Nice. And we actually said, why would we want to do that when we have like a lot here? Mm. You seem like the type that you want to be in space. I've had conversations with my girl about it. That you, you'd go to space. Like if there was a mission to Mars, like I think I'd have to take, I, like if the opportunity presented itself, I'd have to take the opportunity. I you think would, we're at peace it? with it. She understands. Okay. Yeah. So you would take it. Like you're the first person. Oh, first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like first, so first. I'm Matt Damon. Yeah, you're Matt Damon. You have I don't l- know shit. Oh, where am I going? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're with us. <laughs> well, by myself, no. No, no, I don't not by yourself. Nothing. Not by yourself. You're with like 40 other people, but you're the first colony. Is to there go. an engineer? Is Neil deGrasse Tyson there? Yeah, you have like everybody Can there. Can I pick my cast? 
Because <laughs> you you're probably or at least starting 10 the people. cast. <laughs> if I can pick 10 people who I want there, then I, I feel decent. No, no. Home. So out of everybody you know, you're the only one going. But I'm like, not even talking about people I know. Oh, okay. I'm talking about Elon Musk needs to be there. Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'm talking about shakers and movers. People who are going to start a new college. Like really, <laughs> those, those build people are going to try to do it from home. Oh, see, so no, you're, you're sending like first. No, I'm not going in. Survivalists. No, you're no, sending no. like people that know how to like. You know, do you know the what happens to the first of anything? <laughs> like even in war, you send out the. You, yeah, you're, yeah. you're just like so, how I am on this new setup. So I'm a wouldn't. guinea pig. Yeah, yeah. So you wouldn't, huh? You wouldn't. No. I wouldn't be the first one. So how many years would it take for you to like accept that? Who mission? would be the first? Who's going to say yes? I feel like a lot of people would. <laughs> I, I would just say, like Bilal and I were just saying that like, I feel like it'd be, bo you know, like people that love space. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I see what you're saying. We'd be yeah. like, it gets boring after it's a certain a, moment. It's a, it's, a, it's a symptom of the into the void where you're just like, I'm just going to fucking go. But what's going to happen is 20 of those people are going to fucking start crying the minute they're yep. a fucking month away because it takes like three months to get to Mars yeah. or some shit like that. Yeah. So they're going to be highly upset. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got to you gotta have some sacrifices to start anew. Mm -hmm. So, you know, casualties of discovery. Yeah. Not I, though. What do you think is scarier, the uh, space or the ocean? Ooh, well, I've never been to space, but I've been at the ocean at night, and it's pretty scary. It's scary. And I've been out there swimming. Pretty I, th deep. I think we talked about this on your podcast. Did we? I think so. Okay, if I remember. But yeah, I mean, I've almost been attacked by like giant sea turtles. I've seen sharks. I haven't been in the water, but I've been on the shore and seen sharks pretty close, close, too close for comfort. So ocean, I'm pretty scared of. i probably won't swim anywhere swim anywhere anymore unless it's like an enclosed like cove area yeah 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 sharks are fucking terrifying it's scary yeah um but i think we're gonna we're gonna end the episode there um we're gonna have juicier topics shark week shark week <laughs> interesting topics on the patreon Thank you guys so much for listening thank you so much for coming on the podcast this was kind of uh, all over the place but you're testing out the new setup do you enjoy being on the I hope you had I hope it doesn't suck. No, I, I hope people I, listen. I think it's dope. Um I think we had a good conversation. Yeah, yeah. I think mm. I didn't want to ask the exact like kind of same conversations that we had on your podcast. I think dude, I don't even remember what we talked about. But uh yeah, just different things, different no, perspectives. It was great. I love I love talking to you. Like yeah, you're yeah. one of the few people who like even without the mics, just the conversation is always great, man. Yeah, so, thank no, you. I Appreciate was like, it. I even told Bilal, I was like, bro, I don't know how long this podcast is going to go because this, no, this guy well, talks well, a lot. This guy talks a lot. It forces you to have me back at a later date. Yeah, Hopefully yeah. people you know, huh. like this one and we do decent numbers. You'd be like, hey, bring the guy back. 100%. And um, I'll, I'll probably plan on starting my pod up again. You know, I've taken a break just trying to figure out how I kind of want to do my format. And I think I have a new way coming. So maybe by the time this is out, I'll have that out. So just, you know, find me on Instagram, Grindstein. Grindstein. G-R-I-N-D-S-T-I-N-E. And maybe yeah. I'll have something up or maybe I fucking won't. Just follow me, dude. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Or not. Check, or not. Yeah. Dude. Check him out or not. I'll be back regardless. Yeah, yeah. You'll see me again. And he, he'll he also be behind the scenes on some of my future projects. So Hell yeah. Um, he, I love Always. having him as a creative mind. So um, thank you guys so much for listening. This is the Keep Shining Podcast. Um, appreciate you guys. Check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash and thank you guys. Peace. Keep shining.